Welcome to the Maiden Voyage. It's here from Everything Financial. This is the very first episode of the Your Money Personal Finance Podcast. I'm your host, John Abbott, and pleased to be joined by the president of Everything Financial, Mr. Peter Sashecki. And Peter, this is uh, this is an exciting time for us because uh, we get to walk through with listeners and viewers about their personal finances and help them save money. And that is something you are passionate about, and you're putting it in podcast form. Yeah, it's basically going to be... Uh, uh, basically expanding on what we already do on TSN in the morning, where we just get to give a little bit of education. Now we're going to take a lot of those topics that listeners have emailed and said, I want to know more, teach me more about these things. And we're going to expand on those and, and give the viewers a lot of or the listeners and viewers, a lot of education on different things. And starting right off with the one that's near and dear to my heart and is talking about fees and all the lack of disclosure and transparency in Canada. Well, before we dive in, I want to remind everybody uh, that you can follow us along on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe. Uh, you can leave a comment. You can rate uh, certainly what you think of the episodes. And most importantly, we want you to reach us. That's how we're going to get all those questions for Peter, our guru. We got we to gotta quiz him uh, week to week here and episode to episode. So to do that, please email your questions at yourmoney at everythingfinancial.com. You can check out Peter's website as well everythingfinancial.com. Uh, the podcast will live in ex existence there. You can always leave a question in the comments if you like to, but the best way, once again, is to email your money at everythingfinancial.com. Now, Peter, we're going to start, as you mentioned, with fees, and that's something that applies to every one of your clients um, and everybody on the podcast listening, all the viewers on YouTube. So why don't we hit you with an easy one? At least it hey. sounds easy. And that is, that is dis disguising um the terms for fees and so people may not necessarily be up to speed with what they're being charged because they don't they don't necessarily know or if you do know you don't know how deep rooted that is uh, can you can you fill us in on why that might be a stumbling block for people and why they may not know it yeah one of the most common ones that we're still seeing today in the mutual fund world is what's called the deferred sales commission uh in short dsc and there's really nothing deferred about it. So to be, keep it kind of simple, what happens, and not every company does this now, some have opted out, so kudos to them, but with the mutual fund companies, you can buy a mutual fund and the mutual fund company, the bank, the advisor automatically gets paid a commission, usually around 5%, and of course it gets filtered down a little bit, the advisor might not get 5%. But what happens is if you transfer those mutual funds, you just don't like the situation, it's your money. You want to move it elsewhere. That's part of your plan. You've made a decision to make a change. In the first seven years, they're going to charge you back, you, the client, a percentage of that commission. What's deferred about that? The agent, the advisor, the mutual fund salesperson has no risk. They've made the sale. They got paid. You leave. They lose nothing. What is fair about that? The biggest thing is to... It's not being disclosed. You wouldn't go get your car fixed. You wouldn't go to the dentist without seeing an itemized bill of what you have. Why should your most important thing, your finances, your money, your retirement be different? But it is different in Canada. Well, and, and you mentioned that, Peter, and so maybe people are thinking ahead. Okay, well, what about if I'm being steered in a certain direction? Uh, is that coming truthfully to help me or is it potentially helping uh, someone else more and well you're not wrong to be a little bit curious as to maybe some hidden fees attached to that type of 
uh, you know, potential steering in a, in a direction with your investments. Absolutely. There's things called, and this is what steering ties into, proprietary funds. So you may go to a financial institution and they represent a whole list of mutual funds. They've got lots of items there. And you think that's great. There's lots of choice. But what happens is the salesperson will steer you into the funds from their own company, their own brand on them, because guess what? They get a bonus. They get a bigger commission. It's not disclosed. They're disguising these things in all sorts of ways now. And there was supposed to be full disclosure and transparency coming to this industry. And the transparency is about this much right now. Mm-hmm. There is almost no transparency in the world of mutual funds. Fortunately, there's other choices for people we're going to educate them about. But you have a right to know who is getting paid what and how much of that is coming right off the top of your investments. How is your retirement plan or your kids' education plan you know, suffering because of how much you're paying in fees and bonuses? That's right. And, and I think a lot of people may be in the category of, okay, I've done my due diligence in going to a financial institution and they're supposed to help me no matter what. And it doesn't mean that they're not necessarily helping you, but again, the transparency isn't there. Why isn't it? That would be the next question people are asking. Why isn't it there? And how attached is that to where we live? I mean, unless you're, you're, you're ready to cross the border to change the, the, the way things happen, uh, there is a big problem in our country, isn't there, Peter? Huge, huge problem. And guess who pays a lot of the money to the, the politicians? The banks, the financial right. institutions. I know we all make fun of the U.S. and we all take jabs at the president and everything going on in the U.S., but we work in U.S. It makes it easy. It it is easy. It's right there on a platter. But we have an office in Scottsdale, Arizona, too, and I deal with a lot of Americans and a lot of Canadians as well who live in the States. And in the U.S., you have to act as a fiduciary. You have to have full transparency. You have to provide the client the best product, even if you don't have that product and you don't represent it. We don't do that in Canada. We are we are the worst. We are so far behind the eight ball on transparency. So what we do at Everything Financial, and I've been doing this for over 10 years, we don't sell any product. We don't have commission salespeople. I made that decision 10 years ago. We use companies who to manage the investments who have to disclose everything. And there's only a small percentage of advisors in Canada who do it. But we've broken away from the mutual fund companies. We've broken away from the banks because they, you think they have a monopoly on this. They don't. And the reason you think they have a monopoly on this is because they tell you they have a monopoly on this. They say, why would you go somewhere else? Your money's not guaranteed. It's not protected. It's not this. It's not that. Yes, it is. These portfolio companies have the same rules they have to abide by as the big banks and the mutual fund salespeople do, except... They have to have full transparency and show you every fee. The only fee that now has to be shown from the banks and mutual fund salespeople is what's called the trailer fee. So it's a small commission that's paid out to the advisor and it shows up on your annual statement. And they're now showing you the MER, or these acronyms, the management expense ratio. And they tell you that's the only fee. It's not true. There's two to three other fees as well. Sometimes, and I'll relate this uh, to the auto industry, sometimes it feels like 
you're you're being put on and you can recognize when someone's trying to sell you a, a bill of goods uh, yes. And so sometimes people are, you know, have their spidey senses up when they're in a financial institution and they understand that and they're a little bit more aware of it just because of their good conscience and maybe some help along the way. However, it's very easy at times for financial institutions to, uh, you know, lead you down those roads that you just described. And all of a sudden you are caught in this uh, this this platform where you're losing money every year and it may not seem like a lot but peter through your experience through helping people uh, change the way they invest you've come across numerous stories that you've shared where a little bit every year is actually adding up to a lot in the long run yeah to the best i mean making money on investments is not easy the markets go up the markets go down first way to make money don't give it away don't pay an extra two or three percent in fees and i've seen uh, instances where the someone comes in and the fee is over four, four and a half percent, the embedded non-disclosed fee. And if you're out shopping and trying to educate yourself, when you go in and, and talk to an advisor, salesperson, mutual fund, whatever it is, whatever it is, first rule of thumb, if they ask to look at your statements and see what you're invested in and what you've earned in the past, run for the door because that's the past. Anyone can get a computer and compare past funds with different funds of today and build a portfolio that looks great. The only thing you should be comparing is fees. And we use independent software that we actually bring up that shows the fee of every mutual fund in Canada, no matter what the fund is. And we tell people when they come in, when we're building our Omni formula on the investment side, what the maximum fee they will pay is before we even see what they have. 2% difference over 20 years can make a difference of a couple hundred thousand dollars if you're putting in $10,000 a year. That way you don't have to make money and earn money, just save money. 2% is huge when it comes to your retirement and the growth of your money. So don't give away money. Don't worry about volatility and the market's up, the market's down. Start by saving on fees and putting the money in your pocket. That's step one. Well, and again, just to go back to this a little bit, Peter, it's easy to think that the financial institutions are on your side. And it doesn't mean that they don't help you across the board, but all too often, as we're learning in this conversation, is that the fees add up and they're serving other masters. Is that the biggest lesson? Is that the, the shareholders may be priority number one and not necessarily your own personal financial interest? Yeah, and part of that is when you go into a bank, Who's the first person you see at a bank? It's a teller. Teller. They're a teller, not a listener. <laughs> Corny, but true. I've been accused of that. <laughs> no, but I'll tell you this right. I went into a bank to do some business banking on the last day of RSP season last year. And I told this story on TSN and the person didn't even look up. And the first thing they said to me is, how much do you need in RSPs? And I just went, what makes you think I need RSPs? And her answer was, without looking at me still, says, how are you going to retire if you don't maximize your RSPs? Mm. Was she being a teller or a listener? She had no clue what I needed, no clue on the type of investment I needed, no question of commissions, fees, anything. It's just, here, buy mutual funds, buy your RSPs. I said, is that what you want for your future? There is such a better way to do it with a registered financial planner. I'm not the only one of them. There's a bunch of us out there. I said, seek that person out 
whose job, and it's written in, has to have full disclosure. Save on those embedded fees right away to manage a portfolio. Why, if, if you have a mutual fund and say the, the fee is, let's just say 3%, let's just keep it simple. And you're in that mutual fund for only 45 days at the end of the year. The whole mutual fund portfolio gets charged the 3% fee, even though you've been in there 45 days. That's money off the top. When you deal with a portfolio manager, and let's say their fee, and a lot of them is around 2%, 1.75, but for today, let's just say two, and you're in for 45 days, you only pay one 365th of that 2% per day. So it's actually fairly charged per day. So you're not paying a year of fees if you're only in for 45 days, you're paying 45 days of fees. That makes way more sense. It does. And one of the things that I know about you is you provide that one-on-one counseling as well. It's very comfortable when you come into everything financial and you don't get the same stigma that you do at the financial institutions. But people may be wondering, okay, you're telling me about all these hidden fees and some of these traps and the lack of transparency. So how does your group at Everything Financial uh, handle people's finances and how do you get paid? Uh, Some people might be wondering, okay, well, how does that work out, Peter, for your group if others are, you know, not necessarily upfront and honest about the ways that they make money? Perfect. Before you even come in, when we do an introduction or when you first come into the Omni formula and we're doing a financial plan for you, we have a value we put on what what it will take to create a financial plan and what it should cost. We don't ever bill anyone though, because I believe, and you know this, everyone deserves a financial plan. If you're just starting out with your first hundred bucks or you have a million dollars, you should be treated the same. It shouldn't matter. There should be no discrimination based on size, but here's the biggest thing, full disclosure. We we have about four different portfolio management companies we use who build the investment side of a plan. They all pay us 1%. It's always the same. It's fully disclosed in our letter of engagement to our clients. Here's what we're going to get paid. If you need a mortgage, we disclose what we're going to get paid from the mortgage company. If you need life insurance, disability, critical illness insurance, we disclose what we're going to be paid from them. Every penny we get paid is disclosed first before agreement is entered into, and it goes towards the building of the financial plan. And if we don't make enough for what we call the break-even point in a plan, you don't get a bill from us. That's on us. because. I look at every client as as a minimum of a five-year relationship. It may take us five years to break even. So what? That's that's what we do. I mean, I got to practice what I preach, and I've been talking about this on the airwaves for a long time, and it has to be clients first. And unfortunately, there's not a lot of that. You talk about financial plans in Canada, two or 3% of the population have a plan. They don't think they have enough money. They think it's going to cost too much. They think they're not worthy. They end up with too much anxiety that they think, I don't want to go in and just face more of this nonsense. The advisor's job is to educate, make it simple. And we're starting this podcast off with fees because that's the easiest thing you can disclose to people in black and white and show them how to put more money in their pocket. Three things to retirement. Investment return, we talked about it. It's volatile. You don't know. It's not guaranteed. But you can save on fees and save on taxes. Two things you can put in your pocket right away to get you further ahead of where you are now. And that's key. 
Well, to that point, so the other thing that people may not realize in an effort to save them even more, uh, your your services are tax deductible. People can further save money by coming in to get help from you and it's available to hold up against their taxes. Yeah, the fees on non-registered investments, so not RSPs, not a TFSA, but you've just put money in there to invest. So let's say the fee's 2% and you have a $100,000. There's a $2,000 tax deduction you're going to get next year. Like, again, in a mutual fund, no matter what it is, you can't deduct any, tax deduct any of those fees. One of the reasons why? No one knows what the fees are. It's, it's not disclosed. Government won't let you tax deduct it. So why not have something that's totally transparent right there on your statement and you know you're going to get a write-off at the end of the year? And you know what you can do? Again, teaser for another episode for you, but I, I get on a roll sometimes, is do you know you can use your investments and do some things that are all legal and get to tax deduct the interest on your mortgage to make your mortgage tax deductible in Canada? There is some stipulations you have to follow, but if you're going to pay a fee, why not have it be as part of your mortgage and get to write it off? Just think how much further ahead you'll be. A lot easier to make money if you're not giving it away. I think we have time to get into portfolio manager versus investment advisor. Uh, sure. I'll say quick, that's easier for me to say because you're going to tell us about it. So I hate to put you on the spot, but that would be another area that people, you know, logging on and listening to us and viewing us. Uh, on the Your Money Personal Finance podcast, probably are now starting to think about, okay, well, I've done this and this and this in my life. I need to make changes. Do I need to make changes here? Portfolio manager versus investment advisor or money manager? Yeah, a portfolio manager. The interesting thing is a lot of these major portfolio managers make the mutual funds that you go buy at the banks. The difference is the banks rebrand them, relabel them, add commission structures in and tack on a nice big fee. Why not cut out? Yeah, to cut a fee. Why not cut out the middleman? Go directly through your advisor who can refer you to a portfolio manager. The beauty of it is the portfolio managers are the only ones in this country recognized as a fiduciary. They are not responsible to me. They do not answer to me. They do not work for me. They work for you, the client, and they will independently fully disclose every fee, every transaction, everything to you. The banks and, and some salespeople would say, oh, you can't use them. You need a million dollars. Oh, it's, it's out of your reach, whatever the case may be. We have portfolio managers now from dollar one mm. right up to any amount of money possible. Your money's protected. Everyone in Canada has to use what's called the custodian, including the portfolio managers, which is the vault. That's where your money's actually held. So the advisor, the portfolio manager, whoever, mutual fund salesperson, any of them, they can't abscond with your money and take off. The, the custodian is actually a bank that will not call you, will not go after you. But these portfolio managers and the custodian hold your money. The portfolio manager trades it, makes the changes to your portfolio customized to you. This isn't some cookie cutter where, you buy XYZ mutual fund that's good for you and happens to be good for 5,000 other people, but 5,000 other people's stories and goals are all different. Why not have a customized portfolio as part of your plan just for you that's fully disclosed where you have someone independent, the portfolio manager, 
watching out for your best interest. We've learned a lot from you already uh, on this episode one, Peter. And uh, I understand that as we go along here, we're going to have uh, suggestions or questions coming in from people that have found us on the Your Money uh, Personal Finance Podcast, John Abbott with Peter Sashecki. But why don't we, before we get to some of the listener feedback, why don't uh, you share some of your experiences? Uh, Don't have to name any names, but just the way you've helped people or maybe uh, the biggest amounts you've seen related to people paying unknown fees that have just driven them nuts upon realization that this is the amount of money they've lost because we need to sink in, I think, and dive into that this is an everyday reality for people, sadly, until they come to their senses or until they until they receive help from someone like yourself at Everything Financial. Yeah, I had a gentleman recently who, who heard us on TSN. He came in and he wanted to analyze his accounts. And, and we were talking about fees. And he said, well, I've got money with X bank, B bank, and C bank. And he says, I don't like to have all my eggs in one basket. So I looked at what he had. He had three differently named portfolios. But when you looked at what was in those portfolios, they were all the exact same thing. He had his eggs in three different baskets, same basket, three different names. Now, the only difference in his rate of return could be directly correlated to the dime to the different fees each company charged. And we were talking in this case, the low fee was 3.8. The high fee was from what's called a segregated company, life insurance company, whole other episode, but that's a mutual fund bought through an insurance company instead. It's rebranded, has more fees on it, et cetera. That fee was just a hair over 5%. So we went through and looked through his investments and he realized, wait a minute, I've been putting all this money away. The markets have done here. I've done here. Way less than the markets. He would have been better off just investing in what's called an ETF, an exchange traded fund, which is a mutual fund that just mimics the market. It's a mutual fund with less fees, no commissions, really. And he would have been far better off. The thing is, and that's, I mean, it made thousands upon thousands of dollars difference every year just through a lack of disclosure. And they were all bought, by the way, by the same person, just representing different companies. Um, when you go to a, so, that's a perfect example, Peter, just let me jump yeah. in where this indiv- individual believes he's doing something correct, believes he's helping himself out because he is staggering some investments, or at least he's dealing with different parties. And so maybe, you know, their, their viewpoints are different. And so collaborating together, that would equal, yeah. you know, a good result. But clearly, this is another example of, again, the behind the scenes things that uh, so many of us consumers do not realize what's going on. So I think it's just important to point out again when we're talking about fees is that the lack of transparency is real. And that's why an experience with someone like yourself makes a, a big difference. Yeah. And some of these portfolio managers even have portfolios where they have to outperform the benchmark. So outperform the market. And if they outperform the market, they earn themselves a little bonus. And it's all disclosed. But you know what? I'd rather have someone who's getting paid on performance. They make you money. They make money. I don't see that as being a bad thing if it's fully disclosed. Instead of someone who gets a 5% commission because you wrote them a check for the privilege that you get to deal with the salesperson at a big financial institution, they get 5% and you never see them again. The biggest thing we see too from people is they go into these institutions and they're promised a plan and this and that and all these things, they never get one. 
because the salesperson has a quota to meet. It's like collecting hockey cards. They get one client, they're moving on to collect the next one because they've got to reach those numbers. We have two staff members who used to work at the big banks. They left because there was no integrity from their superiors. It was all about selling the next client and they got fed up and sick of it. They wanted to do real financial planning, become a registered financial planner and actually present plans to people, present solutions, not just present products. We'll touch on your Omni formula throughout our episodes, uh, but let's finish this one by reminding people again, what advice do you have for those that want to take control of their finances? Just uh, you've kind of, you've kind of led us down that road with some of your answers, but uh, people are coming back to this thing. Peter, how do we get help? What advice do you have? Find a registered financial planner. They're in every city in Canada. A registered financial planner is someone who's basically got the equivalent of a PhD in financial planning. They're not a commission financial planner. A registered financial planner is solution-based, fee-for-service. They're getting paid a fee to design you a plan and then monitor the plan. They're there truly to look after your needs and act as a fiduciary and then bring in the portfolio managers so they have the experts 24-7. Seek them out, search, go to the Independent Association of Financial Planners, IAFP. Find one in your area, look for them, contact them, interview them, but you have to have that relationship with them. Whoever you're going to deal with, that trust factor is huge and develop that relationship because guess what? You're adopting that planner into your family for a long time. So make sure you see eye to eye and get along and make sure they listen to what your needs are, not tell you what your needs are. You're good at that. So that person could be you. It could be me if that's convenient. And and everyone doesn't have to come to me. And you know this, what I'm about. I'm about making sure people get the information and go get help wherever it is. There's a, like in every industry, there's a lot of good ones out there. Don't be spoiled by, you know, the fly in the ointment sort of thing. Just search for the right person. And if it doesn't work, don't be afraid to make a change. But be in the right portfolio and the right setup so that you can change without it costing you a whole bunch of extra fees. You can find Peter at everythingfinancial.com. You can submit questions for us to get to Peter on future episodes uh, by going to your money at everythingfinancial.com. This is the Your Money Personal Finance uh, Podcast. And uh, this is episode one covering all kinds of uh, topics uh, along the way. But this one was an important one to start out with, Peter, I think, because, again, it's just such an every part of our day we think uh, going in and investing money and, uh, the, you know, looking up a financial institution. But little do we all know how much money we're, we're losing in fees. So we really appreciate the time on this one. Uh, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, view us on YouTube. You can leave comments, questions there as well. Episode two, Peter, is going to be one that, again, affects everybody listening and everybody watching, which is part of the point here. Uh, But these uncertain times uh, we're going through, these challenging times uh, with COVID-19 and the pandemic and then the government's outreach. It it has been good in the sense that they've been able to try and reach a lot of people, but there's still plenty of unknowns with those services and how they affect you long term. So we're going to get into that a little bit in episode two, right? You bet. I'm looking forward to episode two and and take the cover off a lot of these uh, government benefits. Some good, some are going to cost us a lot of money down the road. And you know me, I'm kind of going to hold the government's feet to the fire 
and say, here's the good part about the benefits, but here's the part you need to be cautioned on because you don't want some unknown popping up at the end of next year that's really going to cost you money because the whole point is to save you money, not cost you money. I've never been accused of being a tough guy. So we'll leave that to you and we'll get to that in episode number two. It's your money personal finance podcast. Uh, We got one in the books, Peter. Thanks for doing this. Thanks a lot, John. Look forward to the upcoming episodes.